Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine, Beale Applied Innovation Center. With the man, he's right in the middle of the conversation each and every week, guiding us through this vast landscape as the man who seems to know everybody, John Gutierrez. Hey, sir. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our community podcast show, where our community is your community, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, John Gutierrez, founder of OC Hospice and the senior vice president at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Today, we have a special guest, our good friend, Maria Gomez, who is the CEO of Orange County Escrow Services. She's long, She's also a longtime member of our Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, which we will be talking about today. But she was our 2022 Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce Estrella Awards Member of the Year winner. And you can see this beautiful award here. And uh, welcome, Maria Gomez. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. <laughs> <laughs> so um, first and foremost, we like to ask people a little bit about you know, who you are and where you grew up. Give us a little bit of background on who Maria Gomez is, family, hobbies, you know, and then we'll get into all the fun stuff of Orange County Escrow and of course the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Awesome. Um, so Maria Gomez, my full name is Maria Guadalupe Gomez. The reason being I was born the day of our Virgin Mary and I was born in Jalisco, Mexico. Um, I was brought here at the age of one. Um, my dad had crossed the border prior to bringing the whole family over. Um, so blessed enough, my mom, you know, colored eyes. So we had no problem crossing the border. They, you know, so that was probably an interesting for them. But, um, but yeah, I was, I was born in Mexico. I was brought here at a year old and I kind of grew years up. Old. Yeah, so year you old. don't remember any of that, obviously. Nada. But you probably heard some great stories from your from mom my father. Well, you know and, what? The, yeah. I mean, my, my mom crossed us over, obviously they, you know, uh, my dad actually did cross the river and did all that stuff. Wow. Um, he worked in the fields and, um, out in, um, Bakersfield and um so then we he he came back to Santa Ana and so we grew up in Santa Ana. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting you say that he, he you know my dad grew up obviously in Santa Ana born mm -hmm. I, well my dad was born in Mexico but of course we we were raised in Santa Ana and same same thing your dad wow mm -hmm. they worked in the fields moved to Santa Ana mm -hmm. and and growing up in Santa Ana what was that like for you tell us a little bit about that. You know what it was interesting you know we were um you know we're I don't know, we considered it middle class or whatnot, but we lived in a very small apartment. Um, it's five of us. So I have four, you know, in total five, four brothers and sisters, and we lived in a very small apartment. So, you know, playing in the neighborhood, you know, going out, my dad was a little bit strict on me. So I wasn't able to go in outside and, and play like the boys were able to go. Um, it was kind of rough too, because we grew up in a neighborhood where we would see gang members, you know, we would hear drive-bys and so you gotta you you kind of got drive used by to shootings, it drive-by shootings yes. yeah For drive those by shootings. That don't know what a drive-by is yeah it's so, obviously a, a very tough environment, tough environment. No, nothing to laugh about it's it's some tough situations in the 90s right 80s mm -hmm. 90s all the 90s? way through yeah mm -hmm. 90s and um 
So it must have been tough for you, your brothers, your your sister, right, your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and at an early age, from my understanding, um, you want to share the story of, of, of you being a mom. That's pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah, so growing up in Santa Ana, obviously, you know, it was it was it was rough, right? Um, and yeah, I was I I did we we walked and my my dad didn't own a vehicle at all, so he would always take the bus. So we would always take the bus everywhere, right? And so. To go to school, we didn't want to take the bus because my dad couldn't obviously afford for all of us to take the bus to go to school. So we would walk an hour to school. And um, yes, I became a mom at a very young age. Two beautiful twin daughters, twins, right? Identical twins. Which one of them is here outside with yes. us. And another one just had a baby, right? Yep, I'm a grandma. Glamma. 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 Let's, Let's get, it that, get that right, right? Get that right. I'm a, I'm a glamma. So uh, I have a four-year-old currently right now um leo he is four years old and he's my first grandson oh, and so my second thank you my yes. second grandson was born may 10 del dia de las madres yes. and so logan was born last uh, week last so very week. blessed yes. and my other daughter's pregnant and so she's giving birth in august the to family another boy. is just growing the you know that's the beauty of it i guess yes. and the the more beauty of it i'm a i'm a i'm a young grandma <laughs> so nobody really believes me they're like what and i'm like yeah i'm a i'm a grandma i mean they didn't even believe me when I walk around with my daughters, they're like, are they your sisters? And I'm like, yeah, that's a good thing, you know? <laughs> but, you know, being a young mom had its challenges, you I know, bet. because I, I was pregnant in high school. It was my senior year. And mm-hmm. so that was still difficult, you know? And, and I had to leave soccer. I had a scholarship. And, you know, I was in honors. I was a good student. And, you know, I surrounded myself with good friends, you know? And so... I, you know, I don't want to call it unfortunate, but it's just life happens, right? So, exactly. um, became pregnant. I still continue going to school. Still Good had straight you. A's. Good for you. I mean, I was bullied, called names and whatnot. But, I can imagine, right? You know, I still walked. Yeah you know, to school an hour and back. And, you know, I still had to, I didn't want to quit. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't want my father or my family, or even I owe that to myself and my daughters, right? That it didn't matter what the circumstances were. I still wanted to continue to finish my high school and still graduate with my class. And so that, that was, that was challenging, you know, facing people, bullying you and, you know, calling your names. I mean, even a teacher would like make fun of me, like, Hey, you know, don't sit on that chair. You might want to break it. You know, you got twins. Yeah. And so, you know, I learned how to not get that, to, you know, get get that to me. I mean, I didn't allow it to get to me. So you build a thicker skin. That's I, I had to, right? yeah. you know, because I knew that I had a, I had a, I had to show, you know, in the future, my daughters, you know, like I was not a quitter. And I think that for me, I got it from my father. You know, he, he didn't have a vehicle. He would take the bus every four four in the morning, five in the morning to go to work and come back, you know? So he would never make excuses. He would still work. He would never call in sick. So, you know, he would he would never quit. It didn't matter how hard maybe things were for him and, and trying to raise, you know, five children and his wife. And my mother didn't work. So it was only him as a household income. So, it, you know, I, I, I got that from my father, just not quitting and, you know. I know your dad plays a huge influence in your life and we'll get into that a little bit later because I know that he he was at at Estrella Awards Correct. where you received this award. Yes. And there's a there's a great picture of you and your dad there. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later. But but you know, as you were growing up, uh, where in that road did you find yourself working eventually in this industry? How did you get to that point? Well, how I got into this point after I had my daughters in high school, you know, at that moment I was working at McDonald's, right? And so then a friend of mine, which you guys have already known, um, uh, one of my best friends had referred me over to work with her um, at 
the credit union. So I used to work at the Orange County's credit union. And so I started as a teller there, you know, and, and then I became a single mom with my daughter. So they were they were very young. Yes. So I had that challenge to, okay, I have to do it. I have to survive. I have to feed my daughters. Yes. Like I'm still young, you know? So survival then survival mode, survival mode is always, yes, it's always in us, right? As Latinos, we always have to be like survival mode because our yes. parents would be like, you know, well, tomorrow we might not have it or yes. would not. So it was always survival mode. So then I worked at the credit union as a teller and then I wanted to move myself up. So from a teller, then I became member service, member service. I did auto okay. loans and I said, okay, I want more. And it was, I was put in the mortgage department, in the servicing department. And you know what? You know, I thought it was, you know, when somebody hears a word mortgage, right? It's kind of like, oh, you're going to be in the real estate division. Mm -hmm. You're like, no, not really. Like, I'm comfortable where I'm at. But, you know, at that, at, at that moment, I said, you know, I need it. I like challenges, you know? And obviously, when they say it's a little bit more money, and I'm like, oh, yeah, why not? You know, um, I moved into that field. And at that moment, um, real estate was kind of, you know, coming up, right? So... A relative of mine, um, a, a relative of a of a relative, had asked my father, "Hey, you know, what is she doing? I haven't seen her since she was little." And my dad goes, "Oh, I think she works at the bank, you know." And she was like, "I want to talk to her," and so she worked for a company that was for Countrywide. Oh, interesting. And so I didn't know nothing much of underwriting or in that field. Um, so and she Countrywide had asked me, is a big organization. It was for a big organization. Yeah, it was yes. a big organization back in mm -hmm. in our times back in the you know, 2000s or whatnot. So then, mm -hmm. you know, she asked me, hey, if you want to be an underwriter, I'll train you. I'll pay you double wow. of what you're getting paid now. What an opportunity. A great opportunity. That's she great. believed in me. She took the time to but train me. But you took me. it. But I you took, took it. the opportunity. Most people would could have been like, no, I don't want this. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm just going to stay where I'm at. You took the jump. I took the jump. And, and you'll be surprised because the credit union didn't want me to leave. Oh. And they kind of put a scare tactic on me like, hey, you know, the mortgage industry is always going up and down. You might not have a job next month or you might not have a, you know, I don't think you would want to take that risk. You know, the credit union is always about family members and, you know, taking care of each other. I was thinking about my daughters. I'm like, survival mode. Survival, again. survival mode. I'm like, well, yes. you, you know, if I'm able to do this and make that jump, I'm able to buy my first home. Okay. Right. So that was my instinct because growing up, again, going back to that, my dad was always afraid of buying a, buying a home. He just thought that the government was just going to take it away from him. And yes. he just, you the know, fear factor. Fear factor. So, you know, our parents were all like, ah, put the money under the, you know, uh, under the the mattress and that's kind of what he did but but to their defense right your right. dad my dad they left another country they Correct. left another world they left their food their music their culture they left everything behind to go to i tell this to my kids it's like if i placed you in another world right now mm -hmm. where you don't speak the language where you don't know the culture the music the art whatever it is the whole life how challenging would that be for you right exactly this, this is what my dad, your dad went through, I, right? So we can understand why they had that fear Oh, factor. yeah. We understand. And you understand once you have children, right? So you kind of understand why your parents did what they did and why, you know, they wanted to overprotect you even though we didn't see that as why are you being so strict, you know? Or why can't I just have, like, the newest tennis shoes or, you know, or my, my dad would always give me my hand-me-downs from my brothers and I'm like high waters and uh, on, <laughs> on, on jeans. And so, you know, things like that, but you learn to appreciate and you learned that that's how they were raised. So you right? took this job. I took this job. At Countrywide. Correct. And what was that like? I mean, switching now, were you with a big organization? Not that you weren't before, but 
Now you were in a bigger role, right? Correct. Different role. So I was in a bigger role. So then um, I was getting paid, obviously, a lot more. It brought a lot of opportunities. That's great. For me. Um, and I you learned. And you learned you, probably a whole new trait, right? You learned mm -hmm. and I learned quick. And so I became the underwriter there. And I was able to buy my first home at the age of 22. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Yeah. So I bought my first home. I was able to buy my first home, my nice little car. And so you take it from there. You know, you learn. You learn not just, you know, to make money, but how do you invest that money that you're making to putting it into buying a home and investing on your home. I also learned, you know, hey, there's a 401k. You know, the, the retirement, things that you don't get to learn when from you're our in parents. school. We don't learn that from our school, you from our parents, obviously, mm -hmm. migrating being, what is it, What a, second generation, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? So, so, so when you were there and this is happening, I mean, this has been already a really interesting journey in your mm -hmm. life. Where at that point did you decide, hey, maybe one day I'm going to be this, we have the title here, Latina Entrepreneur. Latina Entrepreneur. And where was that already the mindset coming from? You know what? I think as a little girl, mm -hmm. you vision a lot of things, right? So mm -hmm. you kind of see other, uh, you know, celebrities on TV. You see successful people on TV. Mm -hmm. So as I stated before, it's the curiosity as a young girl, you know, wanting more, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think because I, I knew my dad couldn't afford it, but I knew that I was in a great country to do just that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you come into this country, you see the opportunity, you can do it. So I always had that curiosity of, I want that. I, yes. Because I didn't have it as a younger kid. My dad didn't just hand it to me, you know, so and I understand, but that made me be hungry and stay hungry. Yeah. So, you know, the little things that you achieve, then what's next, right? So I was always hungry for motivated. the next. Exactly. So motivated. I was always hungry for the next thing. Yes. Right. But, you know, you know, you try you succeed. And I had more, I had more failures than success before I was, you know, you know, owning my own business, I lost every during this. I lost everything during the subprime times, wow. right? So I got into Countrywide. I bought a home. I got another home. I drove the nice car, and next thing you know, subprime hits. Wow! And we get fired. Wow. Like, hey, there's no more. You know, market crashed. See you guys. What do I do? Big blow. Big big, big time. Just like wow! I lost both of my houses. Wow! I both my vehicles. Wow. Um, and you know, at that time. I re I you know I remarried and I was pregnant with a, you know my 14 year old now yes. um, but I still have two little girls and I still I was pregnant at that moment I feel like a failure yeah because it's like I worked so hard for something yeah. just in a it in you know in a second just was taken away from you right yes. um, but that still didn't didn't like set me aside to like not want to try and do it again right wow. how so, did you bounce back what happened so then going back to the credit union right so i'm always been a firm believer you have to leave your previous job in good standings right mm -hmm. so then i contacted the credit union i said look you know i worked with you guys for five years i'm looking for a job any any opportunity that you guys have in the mortgage division interesting you went be, back to them i went back to the credit union i ended up being a loan officer for the credit union mm -hmm. wow they took you back they how took great me back. is that it is great big shout out to them right <laughs> good yes you know what wow. it's good they they were such a good company to me that i mean credit union for me was like it is family it's like your second family like they believed in you they gave you the they gave me the opportunity to move up in there you know and so i guess i left a good impact on some people enough for them to rehire me wow and then from there you learned 
what now is the industry you went into, of course, Correct. which is, of course, Orange County escrow. Correct. Uh, tell us about opening Orange County escrow and how long you've had it and, and what it does. Share a little bit about that before we get into, of course, our Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce member of the year, Maria Gomez, who's joining us here today. Share with us a little bit about Orange County escrow, how you opened it, that journey. So how it went about on you know, opening Orange County escrow services. I, I've been in this industry with a mortgage for quite a while now, being an underwriter, loan officer, account executive, sales representative for different companies. But um, I wanted to do something different, so I got into sales, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, you know, I know a lot of people in Santa Ana, you know, I know, especially in the mortgage industry or, you know, um, so I decided to, why not be a sales rep? So then I became a sales rep and I did my homework because there weren't so many sales rep in the escrow, you know, world. Okay. And so I said, well, you know, I know a lot of people. I mean, if I sold loans before, um, why can I not sell escrow? So I then worked for another uh, company out in Citadel as an escrow sales rep, right? So then I started bringing a lot of business. And I had asked the gentleman, I said, hey, is it okay if we open up my own branch in Santa Ana? Because Citadel's kind of far away from, yes. you know, Santa Ana. And I said, it would be great if you put an escrow officer there. And he was like, no, I don't think so. I mean, and I'm like, well, why not? Like, he didn't believe in my, my you know, my idea. He didn't, yeah. you know, he, he, he liked my business, but not enough to open up a branch. Um, long story short, I ended up opening up a branch with another partner. Okay. And so um, we did great. And then I saved up my money and I said, you know what, I can do this on my own and not need any partnerships, right? Um, so then- You went on your own. I went on my own. Wow, the Latina entrepreneur in you. Yeah. And Orange County Escrow has been open four years now? Four years, correct. And what's that journey been like for you? Share with, with people listening. I mean, it's already been an am amazing journey uh, of just growing up, coming from a father and mother from Mexico at one years old coming here, mm -hmm. obviously being a young mother having these beautiful children that you have, bouncing back and forth yep. in different areas in the industry, mm -hmm. obviously losing everything at one point. Mm -hmm. What That's just a heroic uh, story in itself. To now, you're thriving, Orange County. How did you get to that point? What's it been like? You know, every, every business has this challenge, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's days that I want to just give up. In the very beginning, it was kind of difficult, right? Because I'm doing this all by myself. Um, trying to get people to trust you. Mm -hmm. is one of the hardest things so you have to prove them that you know you got to earn that trust and so for me i wanted to market my business i wanted people to get to know me because obviously in sales i've learned that people want to work with you if they like you it's not just the product you're selling or the service that you're giving is if you're likable people want to work with you and if you become very transparent and real to people then i they of course it's a plus right so I started doing marketing, right? So I started being a part of the National Association of Hispanic Realtors, NAREP, mm -hmm. um, and I became a board because a board member because I wanted to connect with other agents, other brokers, other people in the industry, and you know have that word of mouth like, hey, have you heard of Maria? She she just opened up her escrow company. You might want to give her a try, or you know showing up to open houses, or you know, and eventually joining the Orange County Hispanic Chamber. Of and Commerce. eventually, oh, yeah, exactly. So for me, all these platforms. Have have opened up opportunities with many people mm -hmm. and for me is my marketing piece right so yes I joined the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce because I wanted to be a part of a good organization that you know like I say has a platform where I can work with right so for me 
telling other clients, hey, I'm part of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm part of the NAREP board member. Mm -hmm. They know that you're part of a good community and that's part of a trust that they were like, I want to do business with her. So I wanted to grow um, in a a way that I want people to work with me. You wanted to branch out, obviously build Mm -hmm. your brand. Uh, we want to thank you, of course. You've always sponsored our, yes. our golf tournament, yes. which raises money for scholarships yes. for our young Latinos that are part of our youth chamber. So so thank you and thank you, Orange County Escrow, for always being a part of our, our golf you. tournament, which is coming up again in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like for you to get that phone call that, you know, or when you were told that you were going to be member of the year at Estrella Awards? <laughs> that was very kind of shocking in a way. And, you know, because I was like, oh, you know, sometimes you ask yourselves, why me? And then, you know, I kind of got a snap out of them like, yeah, why not me? Yes, you know? So. so it's like, yeah, why not me? You know, <laughs> I've, right. I've given back to, to an organization. Are you kidding me? Why not you? <laughs> That's right, folks, are we not listening to the journey she just told us? Like, why not you? Why not me? You <laughs> right? know, so it, it always like, yeah, why not me? You know, because you grow up and you do the work, you hustle, you know, because that's what your parents kind of teach you to work hard, work hard, you know. And sometimes, you know, you, you kind of have to like, you know, be recognized for what you do, you know. I think we have a problem, right? Yeah, as we Latinos, do. As Latinos. Accepting exactly. that like award or, or like recognition. Right. It, it, it's almost like I got to do more. I got to do better, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes, we, like you said, why not you? Why not me? Yeah. Right? So then I had to snap myself. I was like, yeah, why not me? And you know what? I, I was I was honored and that was like for me a great moment right because i was given the opportunity to bring my family over to the ceremony which you know we stated my father was there and i always say this this was like my prom my wedding i didn't have wow. you know to see wow. for my father to see me in a dress That's and be awesome. recognized yes. and this is this was the first time my father ever wore a tuxedo um, he looked awesome yeah so that i made everybody wear a tuxedo i'm like <laughs> you know you're wearing a tuxedo you're wearing a tuxedo. the kids the everybody kids. yeah it was i gotta tell you it was a beautiful moment it was a beautiful um, moment to see your dad there um and i'm pretty sure your dad was very proud of you yes it was um we only have a few minutes left the, the producers gave me the five <laughs> minutes um you know what what would you share to the youth chamber to the other members of our chamber people you know what is the message that uh you know of course has been here uh, obviously you persevered you've been through so much you know what is that one last message you want to share with the community on our community podcast show Okay, so one thing I, I, I will tell the young Latinas, Latinos, you know, give yourself that opportunity. Let nobody tell you you can't do it. You know, do it, take the risk. And even if you fail, get up and do it again. Even if you fail, get up and do it again. You know, I think that there's many opportunities in this great country that, you know, everybody can do it. Exactly. Everybody exactly. can. And let me tell you, Maria, you've proven that. Yeah. You're, you've proven that, wow, you, you, your journey has been amazing. We mm-hmm. want to congratulate you again for being a member you. of the year. Uh, we want to invite everybody listening. If you go to our website at ochcc.org, you're going to see some great photos of Maria, the other Estrella Award winners, um, yeah. the whole Estrella Awards. It was it was a great event. Over 600 community leaders were there. Um, and we also want you to go there so you can learn more about our next mixer, which is June 9th 
at the Angel Stadium. We do a business mixer there with the Hispanic Bar Association. And follow us, of course, on our Instagram at OCHCC. Um, we want to thank Maria Gomez for being here. Maria, muchas gracias for thank being you, here. Thank you, Thank you for having me. I know the show goes by so fast. It does. Because <laughs> you were like, how many questions are you going to ask me? What are we going to talk about? I said, it goes by really, <laughs> really fast, fast, right? Yeah. But but I want to congratulate you on all your success. Continue all success. Yes. Thank you for being a great member. And uh, folks, that does it. Next week, we will have Silvia, our new chairwoman of our Orange County yes. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We're excited to have her on the show. And uh Maria, yeah. thank you for being here. Thank Folks, you. enjoy yourselves. Again, we we are glad to have you where our community is your community. Have a great day. No, thank you. Well, there you have it. If that's not an inspiring story, if that doesn't bring you back to hear more, I don't know what will, because that's what it's all about. It's our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. Join us each and every week as we celebrate and explore the richness of this thriving community and the real stories of the real people who make it really special. Because our community is your community.